Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 217. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. We have a very special guest with us today. Please welcome Mrs. Acevedo, Brittany. Happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy holidays to all of you out there listening. We appreciate you guys joining us for this holiday uh, aligned episode. So we have a very special guest for this one. It is our buddy, Nathan Kollerman. He is a uh, fitness coach. He's also on top of that so much more. He has so many adjectives or abbreviations at the end of his title. I I can't even, I can't even, uh, there's like 30 of them. He's so certificated up. He's got so many things going underneath his new um, business called New Intentions. And this is a combination of health and wellness on top of mind, body, and soul. So we appreciate him coming in, talking to us, giving us so much knowledge on top of wanting to continue that education and allowing myself uh, to help uh, actually join in on a workout with him. We're going to do that hopefully soon, and I am going to put that on the vlog episodes. But speaking of vlog episodes, we have one out recently, and where can they find that, Brittany? They can find that on YouTube. And what else are they also available to catch with us in it? I don't know. What are they going to catch? They're going to catch us in the blog and the newsletter that you've been working so diligently on. Brittany works on them every week, so you can go check out the blog, which is a little bit more of the personal side of what's going on in our lives. But you can also... Yes, the gift guide that's going on up there too, on top of which you can go check out our newsletter that's going on, uh, what's going on in the community, and uh, what's going on with everyone who comes into our podcast officially. So last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, you can also check out our Patreon page, Patreon dot com slash finding arizona podcast there we have up our bonus content that is our actual 50 questions that we call fine examination and every guest who comes through our door has to go into the hot seat and answer all those questions it's a lot of fun for everyone involved i promise uh so that being said you can catch every episode again at finding arizona podcast.com and we move on to our favorite part of the intro that is our community core cord we have a lot of markets going on this weekend so bear with me because you if for those of you who are like me or last minute shoppers for the holiday season you can go to any of these markets and buy locally and help out someone in your area so I'm going to line these up and we're going to knock these out of the park. First up, Slackers Gift Market. That's going uptown and downtown from 9 a.m. all the way to 4 p.m. today. You can check out that over at Phoenix General. That is 5538 North 7th Street, number 120 in Phoenix, Arizona. And that is today and tomorrow. I thoroughly, I think, both Brittany and I can agree that Phoenix General is a cool place to go hang out. Heck yeah, you can pick up something for yourself while you're there. Yeah. I know that's my role. Yes. Next up, our Indigenous Artisan uh, Fest. That is going to be taking place today at noon. And you can still catch uh, everything over at Roosevelt Rose Art District. That's 2nd Street and Roosevelt Row. Um, our friends over at OXDX 
are putting on their holiday market and that is going to take place at the fabric uh, fabric shop uh, 132 East 6th Street Tempe Arizona go check out our friends over at OXDX holiday market our next market is our witchcrafted market that is taking place today at 3 to 9 p.m. over at Luke Greenway American Legion post number one that's 364 North 7th Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona. There's going to be approximately a handful of very cool handcrafted uh, um, jewelry, comfort teas, uh, vintage linens. So go check out that. And that's celebrating the winter, winter solstice and the new year. Next up is our urban arts market taking place today at 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Urban Arts Market at 5644 South 16th Street, Phoenix, Arizona. There's so many markets, guys. The one that is on the far other side of us is the third season Pinnacle Peak Farmers Market that is taking place over at Pinnacle Peaks Farmers Market. That is 4243 West Pinnacle Peak Road, Glendale, Arizona. And that is taking place today and also tomorrow. And that's from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Last but not least is our Hello Handmade with Love Market. That is Saturday, December 21st and uh, Saturday, December 28th, all the way to Saturday, January 4th, 2020. Yes, there are three different markets going on. So if you want to catch that, go over to 16875 West Canyon Trails Boulevard in Goodyear, Arizona, 83. And uh, that is going to be taking place between 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that is all the markets. And that is the end of our community court board. I want to say first off, thank you to Nathan. He was very incredible to talk to. I was very much inspired. You can hear it in the episodes. We go into it back and forth. I could have talked to him for hours. So thank you so much for coming in through our doors. I look forward to meeting you face to face. I look forward to everyone enjoying their holiday season. I want to say Merry Christmas uh, from our family to yours. We have been so lucky and blessed to have so many people who come through our doors and want to share their stories on top of which we have um, something very special coming up for the holiday season as well we came together with two other podcasts our friend eric from tap that az a podcast and also our other friend um, <laughs> man this is more than just a friend they're a group of friends that put this together for their Rise, Grind, Repeat podcast. Thank you, Dustin and his team from EIC. They have done more than just be a part of us, uh, part of our um, kind of like podcast, but they've also been a part of our wedding. They are the wedding videographers for us. So we really, really had a blast with them. And we can't wait to share that with you because it's not only going to be an audio podcast, but it's always also going to be a video podcast. And Britt's going to be involved too, right, Britt? Did you have fun on that? episode it was so much fun yes so look forward to sharing that with all of you and uh we look forward uh, to the new year 2020 and all the new guests that come through our door until next time guys have a safe happy holidays and enjoy your new year catch you on the next one merry christmas merry christmas Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special every week. 
and today is no different. So I'm going to let this gentleman introduce himself and you have a whole, like, I cannot wait to talk about what you've been through just because the Nicole sent us your whole story and what you've written out for us. And I read it all the way through. I was like, man, you've been through a lot. And so I'm excited to introduce you and I'm excited to introduce what you've bringing to us for the talk. <laughs> well, thank you, Jose. Thank you so much. For no problem. Me. Uh, my name is Nathan Kohlerman. I'm the founder of New Intention Health and Wellness. I'm also the director of education for Earn Your Booze. I'm a Lululemon ambassador. So I am out of the North Scottsdale quarter store. Yeah. And I am a movement specialist, movement coach, and I'm moving more now into also the psycho spiritual transformational coach. Nice. As well. And trying to bring mind, body, and soul all together yeah. to human optimization for health and wellness. I mean, that there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about just in general, like, you know, overall nutrition, optimization, but kind of your personal story a little bit too. And on top of this, all the certifications that you have, literally it's like 30 <laughs> of them on your Instagram where it's like CPT. Uh, like I can't even say them all. There's a lot of them. And I'm just very, I'm very impressed when someone um, goal oriented, especially with these certifications, because that's something that you really put your mind to and you put in your own hard work for that. And it's not easy, especially after, you know, a certain point in life where people like education so hard to like retrain the brain or, you know, that old adage of teaching old dog new tricks, so to speak. So overall, I'm excited for this conversation, but I will start with what I ask everyone who comes through our doors is, can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how you got to here? Right. So <laughs> growing up, uh, you know, being in, you know, a very destructive environment and seeing a lot of chaos in the mm -hmm. household growing up, you know, it was, it was really hard for me to connect with people. Yeah. And, you know, getting bullied in school, coming home, coming home, crying to my mom, you know, that's, that's something I've always resonated with is having like a very strong presence of feminine energy, yeah. you know, even being a man. Yeah. So moving through my youth going into high school and, you know, playing football and wrestling and everything else. Shortly after my parents' divorce, I pretty much retaliated, got like, you know, jumped into this, you know, crew thing yeah, and got pretty heavy into fighting, got really heavy into drugs, ultimately heroin mm -hmm. at about 16. Jeez. So going through that process, it was, was quite challenging. And I, I went down this addictive pathway mm. because of trauma from, you know, mental, emotional, physical abuse. Yeah. And having all of that combined and wrapped up into this, you know, 10 year box, you know, really condensed time. Right. It, it had a tremendous impact and influence on the course that I chose to take, yeah. which I did. What, uh, let me stop. Uh, what part of the state or what, where are you living at this point? So I'm in North Scott still now. Okay. Right. But was it then with that timeline? With so I, I grew up here. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I actually okay. grew up here, uh, born in California, moved out here on five. Nice. Um, and then I went to four different high schools yeah. here in Scott, Scottsdale, Phoenix, like Horizon, Paradise Valley. Yeah. Um, Polaris. Or, yeah. Polaris. And then Accelerated Learning Center is where I graduated from. Okay. And right after graduating, I enlisted in the military. Mm. So I was in the army for five and a half years. Yeah. 
and ended up getting medically discharged after five and a half years for exertional compartment syndrome in both my legs. What's that entail? Like, can you give us a little bit more? So essentially it's a myofascial disorder Mm -hmm. in my legs to where the fascia or the outer layer of connective tissue that kind of holds our body all together. It's the the layer of connective tissue underneath the skin. Mm -hmm. It would condense and tighten. It would build a lot of pressure. It would reduce circulation. Um, it would feel like shin splints on steroids essentially. And it got to the point where I would start running maybe a half a mile. My legs would start burning and just, just searing pain. And after about a mile to a mile and a half, like my legs would go numb at certain points. Mm -hmm. So working around that and getting medically discharged for that, I ended up being, you know, a hundred percent disabled from the military. Yeah. Um, with a multitude of different issues, you know, mental health issues that they diagnosed me with that mm-hmm. I carried for several years. Yeah. And once I got out of the military, I took up personal training, which I was right before I got out because I needed a second job Yeah. Um, just to get a little bit more money. But when I got out, I ended up doing personal training, worked for my friend's dad for a few months before I got a job at Lifetime. Okay. And during that time, from the time I deployed in like 2013, up until when I continued on personal training, I got pretty heavy into bodybuilding. Got it. So once I was discharged from the military, I actually got very heavily, heavily, heavily involved in like steroid use in the bodybuilding community. And it being in the bodybuilding community pretty much took priority over everything. Mm -hmm. So I ended up sacrificing my marriage at the time, gotten married at 19, divorced at 21. That's who I had my six-year-old daughter now with. And we have an amazing relationship. And right after the military was also another relationship. And that went, you know, down the hole because again, bodybuilding took priority. And that's who I have my three-year-old son with. Okay. So a lot to take in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just, to me, I don't, I mean, just from seeing your progression from addictive drugs to almost a, not an addiction, but there's definitely something that I see when it comes to military lifestyle, where it becomes, if you take it that way, an addictive part of regiment, you know, repeat, wash, repeat, rinse, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then going from there to like bodybuilding, where that is also another addiction, almost an addictive lifestyle where it's like you, you see results and you see kind of an outcome and you want to, you know, keep pushing the goals, pushing the limits. And it's just like, you have so many, like these three really big areas that you cover. And I was just so amazed that you have survived. I mean, not to say that it's, impossible but to say you know one stage to another there's so many outcomes to really put your life in danger put your you know career soul whatever it may be but it's like there's a lot that could have happened that you wouldn't have been here today so i want to say thank you again and applaud you for at least even coming in here and talking with me for the hour that we're going to talk about and i applaud you just from what you've been through And, you know, there's a lot of things that just I can see trauma and I can understand that and empathize for you and empathize. But also, I want to say, you know, I also see someone that I can look up to as well. And I hope that that means something to you, at least in your mind of where you've been through and where you are today. So 
Oh, thank, it most definitely thank does. You. Thank you. Like that, that means a lot, really. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going through all these things, you know, and going into bodybuilding, all these things, like you, like you said something about, you know, all these addictions and patterns and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of pushed me on this tangent of understanding what my addictions were. It wasn't an addiction to drugs. It wasn't an addiction to the military or bodybuilding, but it was, it was just flat out an addiction to chaos Yeah, because that's what I was conditioned to. Okay. And that felt normal to me when in reality, that's, that's not the case. Like late life doesn't have to be chaotic. Mm. And I kind of realized that over time Yeah, because once I was training for a corporate gym out here in Scottsdale for about a year, uh, March, 2017, I leaned on a granite counter, snapped off, tore my hand oh. open, severed, uh, I, tore four tendons, severed my radial artery, median nerve. I was reading, I was reading that and I was like, oh my, <laughs> like Brittany's going to have, cause she just got into the healthcare uh, field. She's like, uh, an ex- I'll let her explain it. It's beyond me. But I, I just want to say it's like seeing that. And then like, she's gotten into more like watching medical shows and trying to do more. Like she, she's like you, when she gets into something, she really dives in and she wants to kind of understand it. And so this is her first time out of the world of being her own business owner. And so the being part of this health, I'm just so intrigued. Like that, that injury looks gnarly. The scar looks gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot better than what it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, but when I went to the hospital, like this was, this was the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. You know, what was more concerning is the fact that through bodybuilding and these, you know, crash diets and through pushing my body to hell and back. Mm-hmm. And on top of everything else, I went in there and they were like, well, you also have severe liver toxicity and acute kidney injury at 24 years old. Jeez. And even more so on top of that, mm-hmm. I was so immobile. Like I couldn't even like sit on the ground and play with my daughter because I was... 253 pounds wow just completely Completely. stacked like 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 a like a truck really yeah but it's like i wasn't functional i wasn't comfortable i was your mobility wasn't there and no stiff exactly and that was a huge realization of well i'm apparently too big for a counter so i can't lean on those (laughs) (laughs) apparently so So, uh, i kind of make a joke about it now um you know, I'm, I'm not treating my body well, which kind of redefined health, wellness and fitness for me mm-hmm. because eating six meals a day, working out twice a day and putting on mass amounts of muscle. That doesn't always mean you're healthy. Yeah. It just means that you can put your body through hell really yeah. to achieve a results based um a result-based experience rather than a felt experience. Like how do you really feel mm-hmm. and how do you move and how is your quality of life? Yeah. And stacking these three things on top of each other and being immobile really pushed me on this path of redefining my interpretation and my definition of health, wellness, and fitness, Yeah, which has brought me now um, two and a half years into my own business with working with my clients and teaching them how to move better, how to feel better, and looking at more so the root cause of the issue rather than the symptom because that's all I was ever treated with when I was seeing psychologists and them telling me that I had generalized anxiety disorder with panic attacks and intermittent explosive disorder and all these different things. Yeah. And you have, Oh, you have this syndrome and you have this issue and you have this issue. And it's like, how many times are you going to stick me with a needle and it keeps coming back? Mm-hmm. Or 
why can't I just do this on my own? Yeah. was always my question, which is the foundation on which I, I built new intention, which is the mission to empower others to live a healthy lifestyle and take their health back into their own hands mm-hmm. and redefine the meaning of human optimization, but more so to educate, empower, and to inspire my clients and our clients. Absolutely. I totally am starting to realize a lot of the things that are kind of the foundation of your of your business is, you know, you have this deep rooted want to, you know, help people. And I think that that comes from just what you've been through. I want to ask you this, though, you know, when you were sitting there, you know, with the diagnosis and with, um, you know, all of these things plaguing your body, was there a fear of if I change something, it might add or it might deteriorate my body even more? I mean, I think the, the more bigger issue with that was that I actually started owning those things as my identity. Mm. Whereas it wasn't the fact that if I add more or do more, I'm going to make things worse. It's saying I'm not able to do these things because someone told me I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is actually what propelled me insane, like being having the rebellious nature that I have yeah. is no, I don't believe in that. Like, I don't I don't I don't believe that at all. So I actually did the things that they told me not to do. And those were the things that helped me. OK. You know, so it's like they told me that I would never have full function of my hand and to be careful of my grip and to not do this or not do that. Mm. But luckily, I had a very good physical therapist who was working with me and she believed in, in, you know, the things and how I viewed them and fully supported it. Yeah. But a lot of the issues was is with these doctors and everything else. They're saying, well, don't do that. Right. Avoid your triggers. Avoid doing anything strenuous that may exacerbate or make the issue worse. So it's like it's almost like this fear-based approach to where it's Mm -hmm. saying we can resolve this if we avoid it, but why are we not leaning into the resistance is what I started asking myself. Yeah, I get, I get that. And that, that's something that as someone who is inquisitive as I am, where the question of why is always added to that approach or where I, you know, will continuously ask why it's just my nature of you know, if you can't give me the answer, then why not try your damnedest to find out if it does or does not work? You know, if for me, that is totally makes sense. If there's a question that needs to be asked, why not ask it or why not approach it in a safe manner? Like you were saying, you're like you're saying with a confidence and a manner of, you know, we're trying to do this in a positive light and trying to do this and approach it in a manner of, you know, wanting to improve and wanting to optimize like you like you do with your job all the time. I don't know why. that <laughs> even, um, But anyways, uh, moving on to where was that aha moment for you? Where was the first step into making your business come to life? I mean, it was really like going through the rehabilitation process for my hand mm-hmm. and dealing with a lot of the emotional issues that I was having, noticing that I was starting to also form addictions of like codependency, addictions of control, Mm -hmm. addictions of being in power, addictions of being right, you know, looking at the behavioral patterns and addictions and also looking at if I can remove these things, would that help? Mm -hmm. And I started looking into more so psychosomatic pain symptoms. I started looking at how trauma affects us in our bodies and how emotional issues reside in our tissues. 
and looking at the full complete picture of why am I not getting better or how can I Mm. really truly heal myself? Yeah. You know, so I started diving into the actual emotional trauma resolution. I started looking into actual healing. I attended transformational training to change my mindset Mm -hmm. and how I viewed things and looking at things from a place of love rather than fear. Looking at different movement modalities that aren't really taught in physical therapy or, you know, from chiropractics where it's very general exercise based, which for good reason, it definitely serves a purpose. If somebody Mm -hmm. gets surgery, like you need to have adequate exercises to strengthen that exact area. But like I started having other issues from my hand, then I started having shoulder issues. So then I started really diving deep on assessment and looking at, okay, if I analyze all of these movement patterns, if I can take a look at my movement patterns and find out what functions I'm lacking, would that help alleviate the external issues? Mm. And when I devoted the last two and a half, three years into all my education, which compiles of, you know, consists of several, several training certifications, but uniquely more so the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, which is out of the rehabilitation prog school, but it is looking at the developmental kinesiology, uh, an aspect of how we learn to develop and move as children and moving from the ground up rather than down to the ground. And that was 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 game changing because it looked at, well, if we can fix a central issue, mm-hmm. then a lot of the times the peripheral issues, the 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 accessory issues will tend to dissipate and disappear. And that's where we look at the brain, the spinal cord, and we look at like neurological function of the body. Hence yeah. my business name, New Intention with NEU. Okay. And that's where it was that's where it was born, yeah. is when I found DNS and other than a chiropractor here. I'm, as far as I know, as right now, I'm the only certified DNS trainer in the state. Um, So it is fairly new to this area. And I know a lot of physical therapists who use it in their practice. I know a lot of chiropractors who use it in their practice. Um, But on the personal training side of things, I've I've been able to implement this into training Mm -hmm. and have this post-rehabilitation aspect to really creating and bridging that gap between rehab and fitness. Okay which is where new intention was born. And from a health and wellness perspective, from the mind and how we view our injuries and is it, is it fear is why we can't move past our injuries. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like, people will tell me that, well, don't do this or else it might make it worse or you'll never be able to do this again. Yeah. Like doctors said, I'd never be able to use my hand again, but now I'm walking on my hands. So I don't believe that. Yeah. You know, I've defied that. So a lot of that was the fear, getting rid of the fear resolving the emotional issues and trauma Mm -hmm. and looking at potential root causes of dysfunction and being able to do it through movement. And because I can teach people movements that they can use on their own, Mm -hmm. I can empower them with things that will help them feel better on their own without having to lean or depend on something else. And then back to that emotional issue, that's why I became a gateway healing practitioner Okay. as well, which is a energy and spiritual healing practice yeah. in which breath work meets spiritual connection. So now it's this well-rounded, multifaceted approach yeah. to mind, body, and soul. I love it. And that's how New Intention was born. I love it. I, I am starting to really want to, <laughs> how does one, this will be my next question, because all of these things are making me feel like, how does one start with you like so how does one you know if i'm someone who wants to 
educate myself and take a course or take a class or take, you know, whatever it may be. How do I throw myself into your business or how do I approach it? What do I have to do to sign up? You know, where, you know, what, what are the first steps? Yeah, I mean, I just finished my website. It's beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually <laughs> have other videos explaining the services because it goes into the post-rehabilitation, into personal training. And now we have a nutrition coach on staff that can help with um, those underlying issues as well because that's a huge part of it as well. Yeah. Um, but I also offer online. So the easiest way really to start is just going to website. newintention.com nice. or looking at my Instagram and seeing me work with my clients and seeing... Um, all of the different approaches that I use, not only for myself, but yeah. how I use it with clients and, and how these movements can benefit. Because I do put a lot of educational information through my Instagram just because it's a free resource, it's a free yeah. platform. And if I can deliver that to the public, to the masses, to my audience, mm. then then that would you know spark the curiosity. Yeah, right. And absolutely. that would that would help people understand more of what I do. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I I hope to see more from your like from that Instagram just because I I only got to do a cursory glance but I know I just from seeing it just from the videos or just from some of the images you do a lot of work with your clients in the one-on-one work and it's really I enjoy it because that's what I look for when I'm trying to train with someone or trying to approach like it's kind of an education process for me because I retain information when I'm you know, talking with someone when I'm having a conversation or even just hearing someone over through another podcast, I retain that information a lot more than I would if I were to read it or, you know, try and do something else. It's just one of those things for me. I have more of a retention when I'm hands-on and and one-to-one, so to speak. Right. And I, I totally get that. And that's why, like, my first objective when I work with clients is to bring them for an assessment. Mm-hmm. I get all of their background information, all of their history, and I'm starting to implement more of um, the behavior aspects mm-hmm. to where it's saying, okay, well, if you were do you have symptoms of these things? Yeah. Because I do want to take those things into consideration. But if I can get somebody in for an assessment and if I can look at the way their body moves, mm-hmm. which is the priority of looking at, okay, how can we optimize this? How can yeah. we optimize entirely? Then we can look at, and really what I do is I sit down with my clients and I walk them and show them through the videos and I take yeah. videos of everything and I slow it down and I say, hey, look, you see how your foot slipped out like that? Mm-hmm. That could potentially be a, a lack of of extension in your big toe, which is causing you to splay your leg out, which is causing your your hip and your pelvis to rotate, or it's causing it to hike, or it could be causing these things. So it's like, I'm not sitting there diagnosing, saying this is the issue, this is the issue, this this is the issue. It's looking at the little details and trying to minutely pick out some of the, the finer aspects that would innately affect the other, like you're saying, your the core pieces with the extremities being affected that yeah don't, totally i'm sorry right. this cat i it's like have have you seen mandalorian <laughs> you, no. so there's a thing going around the baby yoda there's like a the star wars have added a, a new character and it's it's kind of like a baby yoda and it's literally <laughs> having like a cat is like having a baby yoda around you 24 <laughs> 7 and she just gets into everything. She, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. She's a cute cat. It's just, <laughs> I, 
I want to just be forefront that like that is why we're being so distracted here is because of QCAT. Um, is there for you when you've started to realize some of these effects in your life and, and effects that are causing so many um, deficiencies and things like that? Was it a purge all at once? Because I imagine for someone of your stature, someone who's as you know, when you dive in, you dive in full force that 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 as soon as you were affected and realized or came to the realization that it's you, you're you're making the fine adjustments. And like I see like a bunch of like in my head, I'm looking and it's like a Navy, like all hands on deck, everyone. Let's move. <laughs> like, let's let's get this thing going. And so like I imagine it's like, did you go about it a slower method or did you go about it like full force? Yeah, I mean, I've learned over the last two and a half years just on this this journey that I've been on, like, I'm playing the long game. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not in a rush. I'm not going anywhere. But it, every single thing, time I found something, again, like we were talking about this before we came on, was that the universe just started bringing things to me. Yeah, I started you know, seeking change. And I found that first step and then there was another step and that step brought another layer and that layer had another step. And Definitely. every single time I took a step forward, something else just appeared. And it's something that I just did. Like I, I didn't think about it. I knew it was right for me. It just yeah. called to me and going through the transformational trainings, going through the training certifications, everything kind of lined up perfectly yeah. in order for me to look at these different systems or modalities and say like these things are helping me and and i want to keep these things in the back of my head and i want to keep practicing these things routinely mm -hmm. so that way i have a further understanding to where you know the stuff that i'm doing it's very unfamiliar it's very unknown a lot of the movements that i take people through they're like this is weird yeah this is i've never really seen this before and it does take time for people to adapt, for people to see long-term changes, which is what I want is I want people to have long-term sustainable changes. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to fix somebody's body in one session yeah. or two sessions. That's, that doesn't create a biological change. You know, that's, that was my issue with like getting other modalities like chiropractic or physical therapy and just needling or massage. Like, mm -hmm. did they help? Yes. But what I realized is there had to be something else. There had to be more tools. Like I told all my clients, I was like, don't stop seeing your chiropractor. Don't stop seeing your physical therapist. Mm -hmm. Don't stop getting your massages. Like they all serve a purpose, but having a well-rounded approach to everything and creating a long-term sustainable approach over time, playing the long game is going to help you. So yeah. that's what I've done with my business. Like I haven't tried to scale and build my business too fast because I don't want it to crash and burn. Yeah. And I haven't that's learned good. too much all in one, one setting because I know that I can only learn and retain so much in a given period. So mm -hmm. I want to learn something, master it, then move to the next, Got learn it. something, master it, then go to the next. That's how I feel about everything. Like even when I'm playing a video game, like if I'm playing a game where I'm like, I want to stay on this one stage until I've figured everything out. I've gotten everything kind of picked out and like I've mastered this one thing and then I move on to the next stage or I move forward. And that's how I approach like um, I'm a landscape architect by trade. So I, you know, when I design pieces, I, I try and approach it not as an ov overall design. I kind of pick certain 
areas where I'm like focusing on where I'm like this would really look good this way. And then I focus till I finished it and I move on to the next area and I move on and I kind of, you know, really go around and finely tune things and adjust them until I like it to a point where I like now I have this overall piece and I'm looking back at it and there is just this beautiful design at the end. And so I'm, I'm the same way, like the methodology I go about it. It's like, I'm with you where it's like, I want to hone in on something and then move on to the next thing. Um, is there, is there for you, um, something that really changed your life after learning every, like after, was there kind of like this overall mantra that you've learned after through the education process of what you've been through? Like, is there a mantra that you live by at all? I mean, pain is purpose, pain is power. You know, like every single thing I've ever been through has served a divine purpose, which allows me to understand, empathize and help people. Yeah. You know, looking at like my, my pain is my purpose. Like everything I've gone through is things that a lot of people go through. And I've had to go through all of these experiences and I've chose to heal through these experiences through different ways. So that way I can take it, absorb it, heal myself yeah, and then teach others that it's possible, you know, and mm. like every morning and I, I, I tell myself like, I'm happy. I'm loved. Nice. Right. Like that. And because we don't tell ourselves that enough. You know, that's For that's sure. just like a little mantra that I use. Just like, I'm happy, I'm loved. I'm happy and I'm loved. I'm happy and I'm loved. And I'll even tell myself, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Because that's streaming over the last 18 years. I never felt loved unless I received something else from externally. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I give myself that from an internal space. What? Man, and I guess that's kind of the lacking from my own understanding and from my own kind of, I guess, internal thoughts is that I don't even know, like, I I haven't said it enough, I feel like. And that's how I'm like, how how do you feel after that? Like, how how would one feel after telling you yourself you love yourself for so so many times or repeatedly? And the, the answer should be you feel loved. Like right. that should be the first thing in my head. And I'm still asking, is it though? Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just like that, that's internal. That's the things that I have to work on and the things that I have to approach and understand for myself. And so, you know, just having that, you say that to me and look me in the eyes is it moves and it changes people. And it definitely makes an effect on, on someone listening. And so thank you. I mean, again, it's like those, those words even in the moment that you said them help me kind of like picture something in my own head and come to a realization of that. Looking for a meaningful last minute holiday gift for listeners who are moms or moms to be, or if you have a mom, mother figure or mom friends, we've got the perfect gift for you to gift the mom or child in your life. It's a hardcover illustrated book called the color of mother that's written by Arizona author Chelsea Young as a tribute to moms to acknowledge them for who they are while showing kids that they are loved. The Color of Mother is a story for children up to age 10 
that encourages creativity, helps them express their feelings, and teaches a lesson of gratitude. It's also a token of appreciation for moms of any age or any stage of motherhood. If you live in the Phoenix area, you can purchase a copy of The Color of Mother just in time for Christmas at nine local stores, including Changing Hands, Kids Stop, Le Grand Orange, Cricket and Ruby, Modern Milk Gilbert, and Arcadia Farms Cafe. You can also order The Color of Mother online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Target in time to gift the mom or child in your life. You told me, or I read, I believe, you're sober, right? Yes. Sober, and you work with Earn Your Booze. Right. How did that come to be? How did that relationship work out? So when I was bodybuilding, when I was a trainer at that corporate gym, um, I was actually a sponsored athlete by a local nutrition company. Mm -hmm. And the owner of Earn Your Booze, Justin Cross, he was actually the manager of that nutrition store at the time. So he had first met me then. Yeah. And when Justin started Earn Your Booze, it was him and another business partner. And they started these fitness and drinking events with apparel and everything else. Yeah. And once the director of education left and moved to California, pursuing his own in, in endeavors, mm -hmm. um, Justin had asked me, will, will you take this role? Nice. And it was just great because we had a relationship for so long when he started Earn Your Booze, I was, yeah. I was there. Like he actually explains this story of like having this big old bodybuilder dude with a faux hawk and a big old beard, like 230, 240 pounds, like taking him through a workout. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then like, we went to the brewery afterwards. And he was like, he didn't think I was going to drink, but he's like, are you going to beer? I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to beer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sober, to, but I know how to live. Like, yeah. I'm not competing right now. I'm, I'm going to drink a beer. Yeah. And that just from that moment, um, we've had, we've had this really great connection. Great. And now I'm able to teach some classes for them. I'm able to basically be in charge of all the education and look at different articles, um, generating educational content for bartenders, service industry mm -hmm. professionals, and then just the average boozer who wants to know how they can be fit yeah. and also drink. Enjoy. Because it's like everything that we've been told in the fitness industry is, oh, if you want to get in shape, you can't drink. Yeah. And anybody in the in the booze industry or the, the liquor industry they have a hard time integrating into that fitness mm -hmm. arena because they're they're not taught those things. So now it's that perfect bridge between two opposite industries and bringing them together. And my biggest thing with Earn Your Booze is the fact that being a former addict, I don't say a recovering addict because I'm not recovering, I'm a former, it's in my past. And I have other addictions like technology and things like that. but. In terms of substance, I'm, I'm not an addict, but now looking at things intentionally and saying, am I using this to elevate myself or suppress myself? Mm -hmm. Am I using this as a reward or am I using this to punish myself? Got it. And that's the intention behind it. And that's what resonates deepest with me. Um, can I ask how many years or for the you're sober? So... It's what, November? Yeah. Or December, December now? sorry, yeah. Okay, so it was nine years wow. in August. Wow, that's awesome. 
Congratulations. Yeah, I was just trying to remember what year it was. I was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> had to had to roll it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you. It sounds like you've lived a very interesting, outgoing, crazy life that just is turned into a a real rounded, well rounded business, and your connections to people have clearly have made benefits. Um, you know, just. Tell me a little bit more about Justin. I mean, I I really hear a lot of great things about him, and I've only like, every, we keep getting told to meet him, and like I I don't know him. I I wish I could be like have him on the podcast and whatnot. But I mean, w- you know, there's to me, you're doing something where you're like this, like you're putting it at a at an arm's length away, where it can almost come and you know bring you back into the fold but at the same time you're approaching it as a education as you know you're almost i don't even know how to say it it's like you're you're holding it at an arm's length away but holding it steady you know i don't know if that makes sense (laughs) yeah i mean we're all just boozers like we all like to drink yeah like we all like to work out yeah (laughs) like justin is a very close friend of mine He, he he's a very very amazing friend amazing man he's a great husband a great father and you know i you know i can see how it appears that like i'm keeping it at arm's reach um but seeing as i'm like the only i'm just the education director so it's like i don't have a lot of big say or what happens because that's not my role like justin as the ceo like he makes things happen this dude is a go-getter he's making it happen and he really inspires me as an entrepreneur to see how much you love something and how much you put your blood, sweat and tears into something. Yeah. And that's how he does everything like, and being surrounded with him and Rob, our director of operations and my good friend, Alan, who's the director of events, you know, us four collaboratively coming together. We, we have this beautiful marriage of minds that come together and yeah. really want to help people and really change the way alcohol is seen changing the way that this relationship is mm-hmm. so you know keeping it at arm's length is is maybe not what i would say it is you know i'm i'm keeping it within arm's reach rather Got than it. away i like that like I'm, I'm trying to embrace it and hold it and hug it while nurturing all the people that are a part of it mm-hmm. to really help them yeah you know be healthy be healthy yeah and to maybe change the way they view alcohol because there are a lot of people who suffer from alcoholism Mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah and some people aren't even aware because the first step in addiction is denial Mm -hmm. you know and that's just how it's seen so sometimes it also sheds light on well how are you viewing this and that that one thought can change somebody's life it can change the course of it yeah and that's something that a good friend of mine, Scott Berger, who created the intention stick, their motto is one soul at a time. Yeah. And if I can impact one person through educating them on how to have a healthy lifestyle, but also to enjoy themselves. And if we all as, as a team and Justin and Rob and Alan, if we can help people even just come and get one workout and be one step healthier in the right direction, like Mm. that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the same way about, this i've you know my whole life i've been around storytellers my you know growing up and i'm native american on my mom's side and i grew up on the res and you know as i've 
lived my life. I've heard, you know, tale after tale, you know, whether it be real life, you know, everyday stuff or just, you know, stories from the past, stories that are ancestral, stories that are old, stories that are just, you know, people's lives from, you know, being in trauma. It is from that that I know that I grew to passionately love being told stories and I love talking to people one to one. And from my father, I knew that I got the gift of the gab, being able to go back and forth with someone and and empathy in a sort of way through through dialogue. And that all rolled into kind of meeting business owners through another business like I was screen printing and and I was meeting these business owners and kind of like you, I was just like very enthusiastic about how they approach things and how they wanted to do their business and how they wanted to, you know, help people. And from there, I was wanting to just help one individual at a time I was like, how can I help you? What can I do to, you know, make a difference for you to move forward? And a lot of them always came back to, we need to be broadcasted. We need, you know, marketing, we need things to be out there for us. And it was there that I saw an opening where it was like, well, what about a local podcast, quote unquote? It's like, why not have someone go out and just give these guys an opportunity? And it's from there where this kind of all came to be. And my hope is that through our community, through every episode, is that we bring guys like you on that have a story, that have something, that have just that little something. And we can give the people who listen to this that chance to hear it. And through there, hopefully someone will make a difference in this one entrepreneur's life, whether that's through a purchase or through just saying, hey, I listen, and you have a wonderful story. Keep going. Plain and simple. If I help one person from that, then I've done my job. That's beautiful. That's I, absolutely beautiful. I, you know, it's just something that I feel like we've we've done 200 episodes and we've at least got one story out of it uh, from each one. I mean, um, so I'm going to kick it off. We do have a section of our podcast called Brittany's Corner or big Brittany's big question. I'm sorry we changed the name. Uh, so Brittany is going to come and give her big question. I want to kind of rewind a little bit back to that nine year ago moment because something you just brought up that really touched me was like, are you taking whatever you're doing? Is it is it because it's going to build you or is it because it's going to break you? And, and that's kind of how I took it. You know, am I going to have this beer because I'm celebrating something or is it, you know, going to cope me? So nine years ago when you had that moment or maybe it was more than one moment, were you making decisions like that? Or what was that kind of trigger in your mind to make that change of like this needs to become a past? I mean... The minute I walked out of my room and my mom and sister were on the couch and my mom told me, if you don't stop what you're doing, you're going to be dead or in prison. Um, that hurt because going back to the to the story of my youth with her, it's like she's the only woman that I would like her and my sister really are, are the only women who I ever confided in. And when they told me that, like I was heartbroken and it just so happened that the very next week there were army recruiters standing at the front door of my school. Yeah. So again, like, like we we're talking about earlier with the things that I've done, like 
the universe brought it to me. It found me. Like I didn't go searching for it. It, it just happened. Yeah. Just listened. Right. Did you guys go over morning routines yet? I no. feel like you have a great morning routine. No. So I want to hear it. Or an evening routine or both. You're right. So I'm not the most consistent. I'm not perfect. I don't think really anybody is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have a morning routine, I've actually been more so adopting the 5 a.m. club model. And that's where it's basically 20 minutes of mindfulness meditation, 20 minutes of movement, 20 minutes of education. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I'm going to share with you my spiritual teacher's morning meditation. Um, Katie Kylene, she has a beautiful morning meditation that just released. I listened to it this morning. It was amazing. Nice. And so I do the 20 minute meditation and then I have just like a 20 minute morning cars routine, which is just a you know, a car is a controlled articular rotation and that's just moving the joints through the full range of motion, just getting things moving. Ah. And that has been one of my greatest practices mm-hmm. is just moving my body. Of mm-hmm. course, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but that's also going to be a morning mobility routine that I'm going to create and give to the public on like things that I do in the morning. Nice. And then there's 20 minutes where I'll, I'll read, like right now I'm reading Anthony DeMello's Awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also reading Atomic Habits and I'm kind of switching off between the two or I listen to a podcast or I'll just look up, maybe it's a, a research article mm-hmm. on something. Maybe it's some type of different training modality. Maybe it's, you know, the, yeah. the education I've already learned. I just go into the database and I do some continuing education on my own. Yeah. And that's been a, been a great process for me. And that's always what sets my day up for success. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy the, the, you letting us know that because that really helps me put my mindset at ease, knowing that I've going about it in a similar manner and kind of approaching it. This, you know, it's the same way. It's like I'm not that consistent, but uh, and consistent enough where I have some kind of morning routine where I can look at it and be like, I want to go back to that. Now I'm feeling more. Like I told her when she, when we found out that you were coming in, I was like, this makes me super motivated because it's someone that I can find like similar things that I like and know that you'll be into or know that you'll be up for to talk about. And I'm just like, okay, I like this kind of back and forth because you're definitely someone who can help me learn more about my own body and learn about things that I don't know. And I've always tried to admire those people who have that kind of background and i I like being educated like someone more educated than me on stuff is just someone that i want and hopefully i can learn something every time from a podcast from so i was just like i saw i was like can't wait for him to come in because i want to talk to him about so many things um (laughs) is there is is there when you got the um the stick the um intention stick stick intention stick yeah was there other pieces of like, you know, you're starting to become more of a spiritual, like you were saying, you're doing more of the spiritual learning and in, in that aspect. Is there things that you vibe off of or that you approach or that you've taken in from it, from the education? Or is there something that you really are intrigued by the, the education that you've learned? In terms of the spiritual education? Yeah, like, in terms of the spiritual education. Yeah, so I mean, with, with gateway healing especially, mm-hmm. you know, that and Katie Kylene, who I was just mentioning, she's my spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. And being a practitioner of this work now, I've gone through three different levels. Okay. And throughout this entire course, 
throughout this entire education model of a, a spiritual and energy healing practice, mm-hmm. it's opened just so many doors and realizing how powerful breath work is. Yeah. So I've, I've indulged even more into learning more about breath work and understanding that we as humans are just an extension from source and knowing that we have spirit around us at all times to heal us, help us, mm-hmm. to be there for us, to support us, to deliver messages for us is is something that I've been able to tap into and, and understand a little bit more fully and adopt those into my lifestyle, into my life where mm-hmm. I'll ask my guides, like, am I supposed to be moving my body right now, even though I don't feel it? Or mm-hmm. what is the next step I need to take because I'm, I'm stuck in analysis paralysis? But I've learned the art of surrender yeah. and understanding that when I surrender, things happen. When I don't overcomplicate things or overanalyze things and when I have a more mindful approach to how I do anything is how I do everything, it it's just started rippling and spreading into all aspects of my life. So with gateway healing and learning how my my energy is 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 exerted or mm-hmm. looking at my layers of self, looking at my physical body, my etheric body, my mental body, my emotional body, and spiritual body, mm-hmm. I, I realize that just like everything else, we have layers, and I have to approach things with layers. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier for me to also understand, like, if I feel an imbalance or if I feel misaligned, where do I need to go with this? Got it. How can how can I approach this with more of an intentional approach and a more intuitive approach, if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah. Um, before, I mean, we've got very little time left and I'm like yearning for like so many other questions. Um, one, your own nutrition. What's your what's your routine look like? Are you following any regiment? So I ditched the diet when I got off bodybuilding. Okay. Totally um, respected, understand it. Yeah. And just doing a lot of research, talking to a lot of professionals in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually someone who I really look up to a lot and that's Will Armijo. He has, I am willpowered and it's an online nutrition challenge and they, teach their clients a lot about nutrition. He's educated me a lot on how food carries energy mm-hmm. and how we view food, the addictions that we have with food, the patterns we have with food, the behaviors we have in food. So now the only thing nutrition wise that I do is I listen to my body. If I need something or if I'm craving something, I'm going to try to make it as healthy as possible. But I'm also understanding how do I feel while I'm eating this? What's the emotion that I'm having behind this? Mm -hmm. Because I was miserable with diets. Yeah. You know, I wasn't happy when I did those. So why am I doing those? Right. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go eat in and out every other day or every day for (laughs) every meal. Yeah. But it just means like looking at it intentionally and saying, is this going to elevate me or is this going to suppress me? Mm -hmm. And that's how I view almost everything now. There seems to be a level of intention with every movement that you or every decision almost in your life that you've relatively added on to, whereas most people would go through life in those mundane areas where, you know, there's not much thought to like, let's say for myself, it's like I'm not giving much intention or thought to my lunch per se. And maybe I should add more intention and thought to that. Whereas, like you're saying, when I sit down and eat my lunch 
do I feel good when I eat my lunch? Am I feeling nourished by my lunch? You know, those types of questions I probably should be asking more of myself. And that's something that I'm, again, I'm going to take away from this conversation a lot. And I want to say thank you because you're really giving me an education on this um, intentionality, especially because when I, Brit has come to me with intentions and like relatively we've talked more and more together about intentionality and sometimes I get it and sometimes there's a level of like, I don't get it. And now hearing it from another person's, especially a male, from a male person, kind of the thought process, kind of wavelength that we as males are on makes more sense to relatively educate me and really bring me in something else where I'm like, I get it. I get it more when you tell me about it. I don't know why, but it does make sense. Right. Um, there's a lot. I mean, I could sit with you all day and really this has been fun. Um, so towards the end, we give everyone a chance to kind of give their promotional pieces. Where can people find you online? Any events that you've got coming up? This is your chance for you and your business to be promoted right here and right now. Awesome. Well, thank you first and foremost for having me. I really do appreciate it. I've Absolutely. had such an awesome time just thank being you. able to talk to you, connect with you like I'm just like holding <laughs> yeah. in on you. Dude, super present like, with you right now. No, like, <laughs> honestly, you and I could talk for hours and like I feel like, you know, I would love to, you know, if there's something that where we can go get lunch or if you want to go work out together, tell me. I'm there. Put me down for yeah. for Come work out with me. All right. Dan, I'm done. Done. Done and done. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. Um, but on that note, yeah, people can find me on my website. It's www.newintention.com. It's N-E-U intention.com. Um, a great place for people to find me is Instagram. That's probably the platform I'm most active on. Yeah. And that's where I post a lot of, you know, a lot of different things on mindset, on spirituality, on things that I like to talk about. Yeah. You know, I, I treat it almost like a journal because I don't like to write with my hand. Mm-hmm. So I find that when I write it that is on Instagram, so fascinating, and I'm able to share it, it brings about this fulfillment to where now I can share my thoughts and express myself freely, and it might help somebody else. Yeah. So, like, I've chosen to do that instead of journaling. Yeah, and um, it's almost like the universe is like this intention of like we're not giving you the pencil, bro. You got to do it another way. You got to be more. Yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, and then I am actually hosting a um, health, wellness, mind, body, and soul retreat, co-hosting with my good friend Brenda okay. to Lombok, Indonesia wow. in May. And That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. So gonna we're going to be, be doing fun. scuba diving, snorkeling. We're going to be doing like a forest trek. We're going to be doing um, morning movements, yeah. um, maybe some meditations here and there. We're also going to have personal growth workshops, journaling times, um, all meals included. We're staying in these awesome little domes mm-hmm. that overlook the ocean nice. on Lombok. So it's going to be amazing. It's so be a good time. Lombok's the, the island east of Bali. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it is a little bit more secluded, a little bit more private, a little bit more intimate. Yeah. And we actually just opened our early bird. So those actually sell on, we actually close early bird on the 7th. Okay. So a little bit late notice, but that's going to be there. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And it's great that you, you know, you have everything set and ready to go. And have you done this retreat before? Or is so it I actually did a retreat to Bali back in September. Oh, nice. And we had a few people out there. I actually had 
uh, my client, Joe, who actually like shattered several bones in her foot, hasn't been able to walk correctly really or put any weight on her foot due to fear um, for 50 years. And after a year of working together, I got her going all the way down, all the way up a waterfall. Nice. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience. And she signed up for Lombok. Yes. That is. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. That is awesome. Like I really, I have never felt like this before. And I really, 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 really am going to say like, everyone, please go check this out. This is going to be something life changing for you, I hope. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we didn't get to talk about, but hopefully we'll have you come back in. We'll do another session. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever it may be, I'm looking forward to the future of this, whatever this, <laughs> whatever we got going. So um, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcasts on our website, www.findingarizonapodcast.com. We do have social media for you guys to connect with us. That's all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, we do have a way for you guys to help support us and also become a super fan at the same time. That is through patreon.com slash Podcast, where we have a bonus content called Find Examination, 50 questions that we ask every guest who come through our door. Nathan's going to go through the ringer next. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And uh, help support us there over at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. And we will say goodnight to all of you listening. And thank you. We will catch you on the next one. Goodbye, y'all.